So if you listeners, if you didn't know, we're talking about the news today and why the news is maybe not the most helpful thing for you to listen to. Studies show that listening to the news makes you listen to the news more. And the more you listen to the news, the less you enjoy your existence because all they do is tell us about how bad everything sucks. What's your take on it, Courtney? (laughs) The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome to the show. My name is Eric Osborne. My lovely wife, Courtney Rose, will be also in this conversation where we're talking about the news. (laughs) Why are we talking about the news? Well, perhaps the news is not the most healthy thing that we could be listening to. We've got to stay informed, it's true, but what do we want to be staying informed on? All the bad things, all the fears, all the propaganda, or do we want to open our minds and our eyes and our hearts up to the good things also that are happening in the world? In this conversation, Courtney and I debate whether or not we even should watch the news at all. And she helps me realize that sometimes I myself get a little bit newsy. Ooh, it happens, it happens, it happens. I was raised in one of those families, and it's a hard habit to break. But I tell you what, the longer I go without watching news, the better I feel. So we want to share our thoughts around this topic with you in the hopes that it might help you think about global issues differently. Maybe instead of the world we want to consume, we might want to consider the world we want to create. And the world I want to create is one of inclusiveness, beauty, joy, love, prosperity, mushrooms, all the good things, loving each other. And we love you. Won't you please do us a favor and go show some love to us by rating our podcast on your platform of choice. Five stars would be best, and it'd be even better if you gave us a little comment. Tell us what you like about the show. You can tell us where we need room for improvement as well. We have been told through the (laughs) Apple Podcast reviews that we needed to improve the audio quality, and we've heard that. It's been a long time coming, but yeehaw, I'm sure happy to announce we've got an audio engineer. Connor, you're a bad mamma jamma, and I'm sure grateful to have you here, and I'm sure grateful to have all of our audience here as well. Be sure and connect with us on all the social medias, including YouTube, and don't forget to check out the live stream with me on Psilocybin Mondays at 7. I will not be taking psilocybin. Well, I have sometimes <laughs> on the on psilocybin, but generally this is just a platform where you can come and have a conversation with me about anything as it relates to psilocybin. Sometimes it gets really weird. Sometimes we're talking about really strange things and sometimes it's pretty white bread. It's really up to you. Just come on in and check us out on the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube under the Psilocybin Says channels. We'll post a link in the comments and you can hop on in the queue and join the conversation, ask your questions, make your comments. Just be a part of the Psilocybin community. Thanks so much for joining us and I look forward to seeing you out there. And now we're talking about buttworms. <laughs> <laughs> It's relevant. Yeah, it's relevant. And I mean, not to me or you, but yeah, but that's relevant. Kids get pinworms. Yeah. For all of you who don't know, yes, yes, yes. Kids get pinworms. <laughs> Adults can too. Oh um, yeah. We're more likely to wash our hands before putting them in our mouths, but Oof. yeah, it's not a pleasant thing to think about, is it? No. Can you see why I didn't really? Want to hear about that right before we started recording? <laughs> Maybe now's a good time to let you know that I didn't want to hear the the breaking points conversation while I was meditating and journaling this morning. Oh, you could hear that? Yes, I could hear that. I'm over here writing all this wonderful reflections about my 
family and my wife and my life. And then it's like, this week in the stupid politics that are always stupid and always will be stupid, we're going to tell you why they're stupid and why you're stupid for doing <laughs> <laughs> I did sound like that, didn't it? Did. Hey, all you stupid people that are listening to the stupid news. <laughs> what? Like, how come newscasters talk like that? Uh, if you didn't already know. There's probably some know. psychology, sociology <laughs> behind it. Definitely. So if you listeners, if you didn't know, we're talking about the news today and why the news <laughs> is maybe not the most helpful thing for you to listen to. Studies show that listening <laughs> to the news makes you listen to the news more. And the more you listen to the news, the less you enjoy your existence because all they do is tell us about how bad everything sucks. <laughs> What's your take on it, Courtney? <laughs> okay, I just want to say that... <laughs> I almost <laughs> never listen to the news. I was blown away. I was like, it's I, 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> You're usually was, out there meditating and hula hooping. It was because how did I end up on Instagram? It's another one of those things. I went to do something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. Because I wanted to post about the autumn equinox. <laughs> And you ended up listening. <laughs> and the first thing I saw on the feed, which is interesting, it's called the feed. Yeah. What are we feeding on? Yeah. But anyway. Um, Who's being fed upon? Well, apparently Edgar or whatever his name is from Breaking Points. Sager. Oh, Sager. Yeah. He had this post about, it was an interesting chart. It showed all the people all this, like all these different states and the rates of people moving out of versus moving into different states. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I clicked on it. And mm-hmm. then, of course, here I am. Mm-hmm. Here I am now on the Breaking Points mm-hmm. page or his page, not the Breaking Points page. And that's the next. The next thing I saw was about how people vote and this study around how people vote and whether they're college, whether they have college degrees or not. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be very interesting, Mm -hmm. but the way he was delivering the information was a little intense and negative. Yeah. That's interesting. That's not what I think of. Uh, Like the, I always am just assume or feel like the content itself is negative but it's true what you're saying that a lot of times there can be information that would be neutral but the way that it's presented turns it into a usually a negative light i mean it's just the news is almost always negative yeah look at what like what you said, look at what this stupid person or these yeah. stupid group of people this dumb group that you're not in is doing things that you don't like and you better do something to stop it because they're yeah. trying to stop you because they think you're dumb. Yeah. It's really interesting, like, right now amongst women, um, <clears throat> it, well, how do I say this? With everything that's gone down around abortion and how that's been such a huge topic in the last month. Mm, and there's been 30 this, years. Like, right. Go ahead. And um, say but, you know, no. Roe v. Wade and everything. Um, there's been this like resurgence amongst women's groups that I'm a part of around the quote unquote patriarchy. Okay. So. It's really interesting to me when I see in women's groups um, women processing this and going into a like very intense masculine um, 
like unhealthy masculine tirade about down with the patriarchy. And it's really interesting, like, because that's a very, like, when we uh, talk about yeah. the patriarchy, that's what we don't like about it, yeah, right? That's that so there's there this idea that there's men like with control and power and they're abusing people silencing who don't and, have the power yeah. silencing. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see that trauma just kind of like being regurgitated onto mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. then again. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of off topic, but it is a little bit off topic, but it's a very interesting thing to point out. I think it, it relates to the polarity, which is what the news I feel like is trying to do is, is highlight and exacerbate the polarity in our country. Uh, and the Roe v. Wade is a great example of that. You know, it, it's just like no topic that we explore is black and white, period. They're, they're all nuanced with shades of gray. And when we go to these sources for information and the information is being presented in a very, um, you know, this or that kind of format, then it's inevitable that we're just going to feel like we are up against something. We are in opposition to this other group. When the reality is that they're, they're our family members, they're our friends, they're our neighbors, you know. And we, with without this influence, we're more likely to have a fruitful discussion where we can listen to each other and explore ideas and eventually come to some type of conclusion that can, you know, help more people or benefit more people. Where right now it's like one side's satisfied or not and the other side's satisfied or not. You know, mm-hmm. something I just realized is that when we are watching the news, when we're watching somebody tell us something like mm-hmm. this whole TV phenomena, like that we've really been immersed in the last what, since the 50s, 50s 60s? Yeah. 50s, mainly. Where we turn on the TV and we sit down in front of it mm-hmm. and we watch mm-hmm. somebody telling us something. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of dawned on me that it's really done a number on our communication skills. Yeah, think? And that when we get so used to, well, that's our way of consuming, getting our information, then that's how we then regurgitate the information. So Mm -hmm. instead of learning how to be in conversation as an active listener, Mm -hmm. actually holding space for somebody as they share their perspective and then sitting with that and then sharing our perspective, we're kind of in a place of not knowing how to do that very well anymore and instead just tell people like here's what we think that's a good point here's how things are and just kind of like yeah it's time that we practice again (laughs) so what was your what was your what was your um news consumption like growing up your family news consumption it's it was the center point of my family i'll talk we can talk more about that later but for you was it a daily all day like dinner time was the news on kind of thing, or was it in the morning when you woke, come downstairs where your parents got the news on, hearing what's happening for the day? <laughs> I just had this memory come back to me of my dad uh, picking me up from school. So my dad went on a sabbatical when I was in high school. And so he became like, the house dad or whatever. He was like taking care of me and my brother while he was writing his books. Mm-hmm. And um, and by taking care of you, you mean he left you a bowl of food and went into the yeah. basement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. He turned on the news <laughs> and put me in front of it <laughs> and left. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> 
So my dad has always been a Demo- like a registered Democrat. Mm-hmm. So uh, like very much uh, consuming more like CNN mm-hmm. uh, type of news. But however, when he picked me up from school, it was the time of day where Rush Limbaugh okay. had his yeah. show. And for like shits and giggles, he would put it on pretty much every single day that he picked me up from school. I found it to be so weird. Like, I mean, my dad listened to it because he loved Rush Limbaugh, but to listen to it That's what most you, people listen, yeah, would to listen, listen to, to Rush Limbaugh. Because you think he's an idiot? Yeah, a, like little, it would be this whole... That was my... How hmm. I saw it was my dad's way of immersing himself in another perspective. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> We'd just be in the car and I'd be listening and listening and my dad would be listening. And every once in a while, my dad would go, ha, <laughs> you know, and be like, that's a load of shit and laugh. Mm-hmm. And like, it took me a while to, I mean, for a while, like I just didn't get it. I didn't understand anything about politics. I mean, I don't really understand anything now about politics per se. I don't mm-hmm. immerse myself in that world. So I just kind of thought, oh, here's another source of entertainment, mm-hmm. like another dude on the radio talking about some crazy stuff that's going on in the world. But I didn't really think like, I didn't think, oh, this is like the antithesis of my dad's viewpoints right. of the world. Right. I just thought, I don't know. I just thought this is entertainment. So, but then at some point, like years into me being in high school, <laughs> years of listening to Rush Limbaugh, I realized, oh, this is my dad, like shaking it up, like kind of getting out of his world, kind of trying to break out of his bubble mm-hmm. to see how someone with a totally different perspective is seeing things. That's a good thing. Yeah. I so, wonder if he ever found things that he agreed with or if he just blanket mocked it all. Yeah. I would be curious to know. We've like we've had some conversations about it, like as I got to be into college and I would reflect on that, but I don't think he agreed with very much. Mm-hmm. If any I mean I'm sure there were some things, but yeah, no, it's just curious. I mean, that's something that I took to doing about mm, about a year ago, I guess. So, well, first before I go on with mine, what's your mom? Has your mom always been a news junkie? My mom, when I was in the car with my mom, we listened to NPR and jazz. Mm. That was, that's really... Honestly, my only memories of of the news is being in the car. We were oh, in, you didn't do the TV. We were in the car thing? a lot. Well, I mean, we would watch TV like on the weekends. Um, but when I was growing up, like I was either in school or at skating mm-hmm. or on the way to mm-hmm. and from. So we were in the car a lot okay. and going to competitions and stuff. So there was just a lot of NPR. Mm-hmm. And Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> it's a weird combo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird combo. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, uh, we, sat down, we sat down for dinner at 6 o'clock so my dad could watch the news. And if dinner wasn't ready, by the time the fucking news was on, there was hell to pay. It was yeah. Rush Limbaugh style. So, yeah. And, and, you yeah, know, it's wake, weird. Very weird. To think and about. Waking up. News was on, boom, you get up, news, TV news is on. Um, and in the car, yeah, you're listening to Rush Limbaugh. It was a constant inundation with politics and global events, which, you know, there's a certain degree of which I appreciate that. And by no means are we here saying that you shouldn't stay informed, uh, but how we're informed plays a, it's like Courtney was saying, plays a crucial role in how we uh, transmit the information that we receive, right? We're, and my dad was very, is, is still very much a, this is how it is. You're going to listen to me and you're going to fucking like it 
or you're going to go to another channel <laughs> kind of thing, you mm. know? Um, mm. And so I, you know, at 18, I registered independent because then I thought, like, I'm not assigning my allegiance to anyone. Uh, somehow I saw through that, but it took many, many years for me to break that cycle pattern of consuming news on a daily basis. You know, I think when we were in Paoli, I didn't have TV out there and I didn't listen to the radio. I wasn't really big on the news then. So it's been several years that I really kind of cut that out more unintentionally now that we're back mm. in the city, uh, back from Jamaica and all where we have access to all that stuff. And in Jamaica, you know, there were times when I would get onto news apps when all the rioting and stuff was going on. You know, because I, I do feel like that it is obviously important to stay informed of what's going on, mm-hmm. especially if you've got a family with children. You mm-hmm. know, there's like a lot of more things that come up that you that are cause for concern, I guess, or for necessary awareness. Um, but... There's two aspects of it. One is like you're saying that the news is is always presented in a one-sided negative perspective. The other people are bad. Um, And then the other aspect of that is that never is there any good news covered. Never is there, like we're, we're... we're constantly highlighting all of the problems in the world, and that is not what the world is. Mm. So it's like the way that it's portrayed in this polarization and then the information that is given to us is just strictly, almost strictly negative. You know, I was thinking about this mm. last night, because this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and I was thinking how last night... Uh, the sanctuary article that was in the Leo and some of the, you know, whenever we've been, we've been featured in articles and whatnot. It takes something that is really uh, marginal or really cutting edge to be positive news. You know? Yeah. As opposed to, to the smallest like little everyday horror. happy s- celebrations like no i mean there's just like so many great things that are happening that could be talked about world events global events are not just you know the leaders are conspiring to decrease the population or whatever the crazy shit that is that come out or right you know it's not just there's a war over here. There's a war over there. And the thing is, it's like, God, this, this is such a rabbit hoax. But the thing is, is that the the information that is given to us is weaponized as propaganda to the extent that we, first of all, we believe that our side is right. And here in the U.S., it's Republican or Democrat. And then beyond that, we believe that our country is right because of what is shown to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many, like, you could, Ru- Russia is the target of a lot of bad press right now. And I'm not pro-Russia or anti-Russia or anything. There's a lot, but there's a lot of good things that come out of Russia that aren't talked about, have never been talked about. And since I've been a kid, Russia's the fucking demon, mm. right? Like, China is the fucking devil, says, since I was a kid. But... I went to China, and the people there were super friendly, very helpful. I went to several different cities. I mean, I didn't meet Mm -hmm. everybody, obviously, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we get this hyper-focused perspective on a few individuals and what they're doing for or to, to society, more most likely. And then we never hear anything about the vast majority of the population that are actually having the impact and are doing a lot of good things. You know, there's a lot of people who are doing amazing work to bring health and vitality to communities, to uh, provide, you know, economic growth in 
deprived areas. And- yeah. I mean, I think never is probably like it's. It's I think it depends rare. on yeah. It's certainly more rare, right, and that's than what I'm saying. Like the negative. Well, like I was saying, with sanctuary making the news press. or when we made the mm-hmm. news and Michael and all that stuff, it's like it's almost always got to be something that's really big or really an outlier. Like, oh my gosh, this person donated five million dollars to this charity, or you know, whereas you turn on the news, like, yeah. and it's just like so many random. Not necessarily random, but so many point after point is like this bad thing is happening, this bad thing's happening, and here's more trouble over here. I haven't watched the news in so freaking long, but if you do, like I do remember it just being like boom, one after another, one after another. And it's like always, always this kind of like there's like big major issues, and then there's like, and meanwhile, in middle America, people are suffering because of this. Are you looking for a community that allows you to authentically express and explore what it means to be human? One that honors the divinity within you and all life? Then Sanctuary may be just the community you have been looking for. Sanctuary is a faith-based organization centered around the sacrament of sacred mushrooms for spiritual exploration and personal development. You are invited to become a member and commune with us. Join us for a Sunday Zoom service or a weekend sacred mushroom retreat in the beautiful Kentucky countryside. Visit P-S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y dot org to become a member and find more information. Mm, right. I'm uh, trying to kind of zoom out here because this is starting to sound like a Newsy. news episode. I know. I'm sounding like I'm news against the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little ironic here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel, hmm, hmm, trying to think of how it came to be this way, you know, in more simplistic terms, instead of this paranoid type of, it's for this demonic purpose type of vibe, which is, you know, it's easy. To, it can be easy to go there. Um, and I also think it probably started with great intentions. When you think about, if I think about being, I don't know, like in the countryside in the 40s and like not knowing what in the freaking world is going on out there at all. Mm. And then I have this great idea like, hey, I'm going to start writing about things and I'm going to get me one of those expensive cameras. I'm going to save up and I'm going to start filming myself talking about what's going on in my town. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it like, well, what am I going to talk about? What's the most important stuff? Well, probably that like the stuff people really need to know about like, Something about the crops, like what do we need to know about the crops that, or the weather that's coming Mm -hmm. that's going to affect our crops, like emergency stuff, like (laughs) like survival stuff. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking about the weather as well. How how it has changed over the years. The weather reporting has turned into a fucking drama show. Hilarious. It's a Tornado fucking drama show. warnings are yeah. like the best TV out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I can think but, of. I mean, you know, I don't want to sound like I was, I'm not saying that there's some nefarious demon behind the news <laughs> that's trying to persuade us all to sacrifice our children. I think it's a natural progression of how things go. Sex sales, violence sales, drama sales. People flock to negative news way more than they do to positive news. Right. I'm just trying to break it down to be more simple mm-hmm. than that. Cause even that, yeah, I'm just trying to come from the perspective of how it happened and is happening. Like mm-hmm. I think I'm hearing from you is this um, survival mechanism that is built in all of us that is, 
triggered mm-hmm. by like we have to know the worst case scenario negativity bias so yes. that we can prepare for it mm-hmm. and that does seem to be what we're caught we're caught in this loop of um reporting the worst case scenario and going there quickly to thinking that it will help prepare us mm-hmm. for that right and um yeah. So what would be the alternative? Um, I mean, I can see it argued that, oh, well, that's like really Pollyanna, like to say, well, we should just be, we should be reporting as much positive stuff as negative stuff, but the news exists to inform us of things like emergency situations. There's a car wreck over here. Like, there was a shooting over here. There was this crazy thing that happened over here. Be aware, be aware. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so that you know what's going on so that you can not be caught up in the horrible thing over here. So then like yeah, the alternative would be don't report on it. Don't talk about it. Um don't highlight it maybe. And Instead, let's start incorporating more like um, of the celebrations of life. But then that's forcing, you know, there's how many news reporting hours in a day. So then you're having to pick, right? Pick the emergency situations, the like deaths and crime and stuff that's happening you got to just start not reporting on it in order to then report the yeah i mean i guess I positive mean, whatever stuff. i guess i guess we could say there could be like multiple networks of good bad versus bad news but that's not really what is yeah. the, that i that i take issue with i mean it is part of it i guess like yes i would love to see more reporting done on the good that humans are doing cuz there's a ton of it did you know manatees are off the endangered species list? Really? Yeah. I talked about That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of good things happen. Birds, because of our um, no longer using DDT as a pesticide, then you know, hawks and eagles are making a comeback. So whatever. That's just a couple of things. And yeah, That's, that's all, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Weren't you on the news once? I've been on the news a few times. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm thinking of the local news yeah, here. No, I mean, I've been on the local news local a couple news. times. So the Mushroom farming and stuff. Yeah, no, there they're, 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 that's what I'm saying, but it's got to be something <laughs> weird. Now, that, now, I was thinking about this last night too, right? I, when I was the first mushroom farm in the 100-mile radius, then I was on a couple of different programs and a couple of different articles and blah, blah, blah. And now there are a few mushroom farms in the area, and nobody's talking about them anymore. <laughs> I've been on the news like probably 10 times, maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. That's skating. I don't think it was that weird of stuff that I was on the news for. One time I was on the news for being a Lyft driver. What? Yeah. When we were together? Yeah. I think it was actually during our house arrest period. The news. <laughs> Did really? the news know that I was on house arrest? No. Holy shit. Really? How did you get picked? Yeah. How did you get picked for that? And because I guess because this is wild. We were on house arrest. Elizabeth, and I didn't know it because we couldn't talk. Yeah, Elizabeth um, was like a. Let's see. Her good friend um, is a director of the Louisville chapter of Lyft. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know her official title, but anyway, she asked Elizabeth Elizabeth if she could be on the news with her and like bring another Lyft driver friend. So she asked me. So wow. I went to WLKY, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just we okay, were featured for like watch more news. two whole minutes talking about news. being Lyft drivers. You should watch more news. I was wrong. Hey, we were on the Jamaican news together. Yeah, we were on the Jamaican news. You can go um, check that on YouTube still. It's on the YouTube, the Smile Jamaica. The morning, yeah, yeah, morning show there. <laughs> the morning show is usually has a little more chipper fluffy stuff to it so 
Should people not tune into that news first thing in the morning? Uh, first thing, I haven't said it yet. Nobody shouldn't tune into the news at all. <laughs> I think that it's the amount that we tune yeah, in. I know. I'm and just playing devil's advocate. That's fine. No, I deserve it. I need it. And it is, <laughs> I mean, I want to be able to really think more about you what You deserve I think. it. Okay, whatever. Jesus Christ. I guess I deserve this too. <laughs> just tuck my tail. <laughs> Don't tuck it. Don't tuck it. <laughs> no. I don't deserve this. I'm a big boy. Wow. I'm just figuring it out. No, <laughs> I, but, mean, I mean, I mean, I guess, like, you know, I do want to be challenged, obviously, on my assumptions and what I'm thinking and what I'm saying because we're all just fucking figuring it out as we go. And... That even goes with what we're hearing from, like, the news is we get these, we get the, the quote, facts as they are perceived now with the available information, and they're presented to us as static facts that this is how it is and will always be, and that's not at all the case. And that's what I was trying to say about, like, Russia or whatever else that you can think about that we're being presented with we're being presented with a very small slice of what's actually happening. You know, so if there's anything that we could do better as a culture around global information is probably be more holistic in what we're sharing, but we know that you know governments around the world and individuals around the world have vested interest in continuing to sell what they're selling. Right. Definitely. Money runs the money runs the news. So, uh, you know, I guess that's what I do want to try to convey as we're having this discussion is that it's not it is about what we're consuming. But I think more importantly, since that's, you know, we have to stay informed. We want to stay informed. But because our information is generally one-sided, then we should probably not stay, I don't want to say stay less informed, but engage less with that form of media. Now, I, I would love to talk about things like, um, let's just say, without saying Joe Rogan's name, let's say influencers who um, use their platform to share a variety of perspectives and the audience that has been over the years continuing to gravitate towards those outlets is growing and growing and growing. And that seems to indicate more people are becoming aware of the fact that we are receiving, you know, um, you know this one stream of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like as people become, as we become more aware of how, Money is running the show and um, how partnerships with people that are on boards of news networks and also tied into corporations and tied in here and there and everywhere. Yeah. And it's all mixed up. And <clears throat> as we're more informed about corruption that happens on these levels, um, yeah, it seems like we are like hypersensitive to we're becoming more and more sensitive to news being delivered robotically. Mm. Like this whole robotic like I have a script, I've been told what to say, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you what I've been told to say is getting a little cringy. A little for, cringy. Have you seen? Have you ever seen that um, that compilation of local news stations around the country yeah. that are all saying the exact same 
thing. Definitely. Not like close to the same thing. Exactly. The exact right. fucking script. Exactly. That when I I think when I saw that, that was one of the like watershed moments for me. I was like, boom, done. This is so co-opted. Yeah, which is interesting. Um just the evolution of our own, like us being media outlets with our social media. Mm-hmm. Each oh, of yeah. us is able to report and on all these different things in our lives. And so we've just, that is such a huge factor in the evolution of news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, our own ability to stay informed and follow, I mean, mm-hmm. millions of people yeah. around the world is really cool and like way more interesting than oh yeah tuning into a scripted well that's what I say even about network. the Joe Rogans and yeah uh, who's the guy the UK guy that you listen to sometimes the UK guy yeah the guy in the UK the English dude that is a comedian but has a massive podcast now oh come on he's got long hair Russell Brand oh <laughs> Russell Brand yeah, and what's interesting about the in, the influencer, um, this era that we're in of podcasters and utilizing that as news networks is this ability to choose a niche, like mm-hmm. like Joe Rogan, for instance, going on that example, mm-hmm. his whole MMA mm-hmm. thing and his whole uh, nootropic thing and his whole interest in health and wellness thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have people like, you just mentioned Russell Brand, who's very like, mm, not all, would you consider him like alternative politics or like socialist politics or like, what is he anyway? I really haven't watched enough of him to know. Um, He seems like anti-establishment. Kind of like anarchist. No, vibe. no, really he's definitely not anarchist. that. He's, he's definitely he got, talks about uh, rules and order and whatnot. But he, I think this is a big thing that a lot of people are seeing, and we're trying to find a way to express this, is that many people see very clearly now that the two-party system inevitably becomes corrupt, period. <clears throat> you cannot have two ruling parties for a hundred and something years and for it not to become basically hand clapping hand you know and that's what i see him as and and rogan to an extent too i mean i know he's taking a lot of heat for people saying that he's you know um like some kind of like neo-nazi conservative promoting that agenda but i have listened to him for years and he has always presented both sides of the story and he calls bullshit on what he thinks is bullshit. I'm not saying just because he thinks it's bullshit, it's bullshit, but he calls bullshit on what he thinks is bullshit mm-hmm. on both sides as well. Um, it does, and there's just plenty of bullshit from both sides coming. So anyway, um, I, I do. I, it does seem like a big thing to what we're waking up to as a culture that if you watch corporate news, and this was like, this is my version of your dad watching or listening to Rush Limbaugh is I now, instead of going to CNN, I used to be a, you know, CNN was my trustworthy news source and and NPR. And now I go between like every three days or so, I'll go on Fox News and CNN News and see how both of them are just telling a different side of the story, promoting an agenda that is appeals to one side or the other and it's comical it's absolutely comical when you get on and see if you look at both and you see how they're just shit talking each other and you come to realize that like this is all the same thing and neither neither one of these outlets is giving you the whole picture nobody's having an in-depth discussion and that's what like when you say like the talk about the bandwidth you know like how much time is there in a day to consume information how many channels and how many outlets can there be we are so overwhelmed with information that it's very challenging for us to have 
a real sit down discussion or sit down and listen to a fully informed and complete conversation on almost any given topic. So rather than watch the news for two hours, I'd rather like sit in a circle with people. For sure. For in sure. a way that's like set up like a safe and supportive container where we all share our perspectives and we hold space for that understanding that we're coming from very, very different upbringings oftentimes and have our own very different ways that we've learned to cope mm-hmm. and relate to ourselves and the world and others. That to me is far more informative than the news. And that's probably more like what we used to do before the television, the family sitting around the TV, getting pumped with a bunch of information that then they use to feel justified in their way of life or justified in their dislike of another person. Whereas when you sit in a group, and you, you know you're starting to see this, For me, I've been for years leading these circles where people from such a variety of backgrounds come together and talk, and you start to see people wake up and realize, like, holy shit, like this person that I was judging yesterday or last week, I'm hearing them talk, and they're having space to share who they are and how they got to be where they are, and maybe I can understand why they have that perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can even agree with some of what they're saying. You know, and that's what I'm saying. There's so much more good. There's so much more that we have in common mm-hmm. than not. Yeah, and even like being mindful as well of of how we have come to be in this that particular awareness that this like sitting in circle with people and sharing perspectives like how we would if we relied on each other mm-hmm. um we had to go through the whole sit in front of the TV and eat dinner mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. which like many of us in the world are still going through that. Mm. And now we have social media and which has contributed to us evolving out of sitting in front of the TV and watching and eating dinner. Now we're like eating dinner and looking at social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's all these stages of evolution and us like learning how we want to be informed mm-hmm. about the world. And I feel like there's beauty. And, um, you know, as we're talking about reporting on all the negative things and how we would rather report on the positive things, like it starts with us mm-hmm. and it starts with us seeing, I think, the growth and the beauty in these particular things, like the news and. So it's a process of us learning how to communicate with ourselves and each other better and better all the time. Yeah. So maybe we should start a news program that just describes everything as the process of evolution. I know it doesn't, I know it doesn't look good right now. I know things seem really messed up that China has purchased uh, 350,000 acres of American land that is um, overall around American Air Force bases, and that is true. You sound like CNN right no, now. No, I'm not saying... I said I know that it sounds <laughs> scary, it sounds wrong, but this is evolution, and life is always on the side of life. So even when it looks like... And a, a horrifying mutation. This is the genetic code figuring itself out <laughs> to create a better version of itself for the future. I, I thought of the name of the news network. What's that? Reframe. Reframe. 
Yeah. Well, that is that perspective is one that would be perhaps valuable for us to take on more. And if we look at our lives and we can reflect on how many things that have happened that we thought were horrible and later on they turned out to be wonderful, then maybe we could apply that perspective more broadly. Um, because that, like, that's the thing that really, like, why do I care what is happening on CNN or Fox News or MSN? I care because I see how it affects the people that we love and I see how it affects our society and I see how it affects me. Um, you know, it's not that I see it as inherently bad or good, either one. Uh, but it it does kind of hurt my heart a little bit to see myself in the past when I have gotten completely wrapped up in the news cycle um, and then the people that we love who stay really on top of it and feel like constantly on guard because Trump is coming or Biden is coming. They're going to take your everything, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, I was listening to Esther Hicks this morning talking about this actually, uh, where, you know, this was an old interview from right after nine 11 and they're talking about the, with Oprah and they're talking about the law of attraction. And Oprah's like, surely you can't say that, you know, that nine 11, the people attracted that or whatever. And she was like, well, you know, the reality is that over the years we have continued to focus more and more on fear and on terrorism and on all the bad things that happen. And the more that we focus on that as a collective, then the more likely it is for those things to happen, which does feel very true. It feels very true to me. And that's like feels like that is a good enough reason to turn off the TV right there. And, like, you can expand this out beyond just the news. I mean, television itself, the most television programming, or there's a lot, anyway, that is some pretty dark and negative stuff that's feeding on fear and feeding fear. And, like, how are we going to, like, not have that in our lives if that's what we're consuming on the regular. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I, I made a conscious decision when I was pretty young, 19 or 20, there was a point where I realized how the music I was listening to was affecting my mood. And so I started, that's when I started intentionally listening to reggae music because it was the best, most positive music that I knew of. And, it helped enormously. And in recent years, since I've come back and revisited some like hard rock and stuff, like you, you immediately feel the difference in how you feel, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you can just apply that across the board to any, anything that we're consuming. Yeah. I was just reflecting on social media and since like my evolution in that world of social media, like, you know, initially just kind of accepting anybody as a mm -hmm. friend on Facebook mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, like kind of following everybody from high school and just kind of like initially getting on there on the different platforms and going through this process of seeing what, all those people are posting mm -hmm. and feeling becoming aware of my feelings in response to what they're putting out into the world and this decision-making process of, Hmm, I don't like that, but I know them from my past. Mm -hmm. And so do I unfollow them? Because I don't want to see this 
content that they're putting out there that does not positively contribute to my life and growth. But then I'm unfollowing them. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very direct like message. I mean, it used to be back in the day, like you were notified mm-hmm. when people unfollowed you. Mm-hmm. And so that gets tricky. Like we've been presented with this whole new mm-hmm. world of consuming news through people that we may know directly or not. And you know, now my Instagram feed is pretty, um, for the most part, it's pretty like custom to my vibe. Mm-hmm. Like I've unfollowed tons of people um, because of just not resonating with what they're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. I'm not saying that that means that Instagram is healthy <laughs> right. overall right. at all times for me, but it's um, just reflecting on that experience of saying yes or no. Very like just an illustration of how much of a custom fit we are, we can be now mm-hmm. in our consumption. Which creates, versus, kind of creates a problem. or creates, Yeah, an echo it chamber. Fe- it feeds into that echo mm-hmm. chamber. Which, you know, was full of like the headlines and the, you know, the sound bites and just like there's, again, there's not a lot of really deep conversation. (laughs) What? It sounds like we got a lot of problems. Who does? America? The people of the world? Me and you? What do you mean? (laughs) The world. (laughs) No, baby, it's all working out. It's all working out. It's all working out. Well, you said problem. You Even said it's I mean, another problem. You no, know, whatever problem it's, is, bro. It's only a problem. It's only if it's a problem to you. No problem if it's a problem here. to you. It ain't a problem to me. A problem ain't a problem. It's just a thing, baby. Uh, shit. <laughs> well, we do live in a time of a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of intersect, which is exciting. And it presents, I like it. it presents challenges, but yeah, I don't want I don't want to be anywhere else. Fucking love this shit, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any better a hundred years ago. Hell no. I do not want to hop in a time machine and go back. I fucking like years. I mean, you know, like there is the there are the challenges that come with social media, but I really value that I am able to share and see and experience perspectives and and I have I have had meaningful conversations with people that have helped me see a different perspective on social media. And there have been like clickbait things that I've gone into and found out that I was wrong in my thinking, you know? And so it's just like whatever it is, the 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 most valuable thing that we can do going into consuming whatever we're consuming is also the hardest thing to do is to keep an open mind and to go into it not believing it just because it's coming from the side or the perspective that you tend to trust or tend to agree with. Yep. I like having an open mind with discernment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Don't have a two open mm-hmm. mind your brain will fall out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has a couple times. Well, I personally would encourage everybody that's listening to try to listen to positive material. Maybe, not maybe, definitely, I could improve and be more positive in the information that I share. Uh, but, what? Nothing but what? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like we're trying to wrap this up. I think we are. <laughs> I guess what I would end on is uh, just recognizing that the more I engage with positive information and the less I engage with negative information, the better I feel. And the better I think about my world, the more optimistic I am about my world, the more hopeful I am. And just if you're not doing that, maybe I would maybe give it a go. Try to take a break from the old Fox NN for, <laughs> for a month. Give it a month without any corporate Ooh, media. This has turned into a challenge. And see how you feel. 
the corporate media fast challenge has commenced 30 days of no CNN, Fox. What are the other ones? I don't even know. Um, I don't care enough to go through them. And what shall they do instead? I guess you're going to find out if you engage in the challenge <laughs> what you want to do instead. That feels better. I don't know, garden, take a Baby walk. Baby steps. Sit outside. Yeah. It's going to feel weird. Look at it's your It's going to be challenging at first, but just give it a few days. Just give it. It does, like for me. It gets easier and it gets. I I would be willing to bet that if you engage in this challenge, that you'll have some pretty big revelations about yourself and your purpose. Thank you so much for listening to Eric and I banter about the news and be the news in a way. If you like this episode and you're listening on YouTube, please give this a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the little notification bell. You'll get notified when Eric goes live on Mondays at 7 p.m. most Mondays. You got to take some Mondays off. Most Mondays at 7 p.m. he goes live on psilocybin where I'll answer all your questions about everything mushroom. Make sure you tune in for that via our Psilocybin Says Facebook page, our YouTube page, or email us at psilocybinsays at gmail.com and just share a story with us. Tell us about your experience, your your evolution with the news. And if you're going to do this challenge or not, we want to know. So until then. (laughs) Signing off. See you on the next episode. (laughs) 